As I was walking on London Street one misty morning early, I heard a fair young maiden cry, Lord save me the life of Georgie. Okay, we ready? We're ready, go. Absolutely. Hello Tigers, welcome to one of our mini-sodes of GDT3K, Gothic Dreadful Theatre 3000, an almost brand new podcast in which twice a month, we take the campiest, juiciest, and most melodramatic stories in the history of the universe and give them the full Mystery Science Theater 3000 treatment. This is a mini-sode, so it's being served up between regular bi-monthly episodes as a sort of bonus. Um, and today, as usual, I'm being joined by community journalist Jennifer Moody, Christopher Jerome, editor, I'm sorry, author and owner of Dark Tidings Press, and me. I'm Finn J.D. John of Pulp Lit Productions. Today we are giving the full GDT3K treatment to one of the stories that the late H.P. Lovecraft collaborated on with his future wife, Sonia Half Green. Sonia wrote this, probably as a sort of teasing spoof of Lovecraft's then-regular style. As you listen, you'll notice we're playing the actual audiobook narration of the chapters in the left channel, and on the right you'll hear us making sarcastic wisecracks about it. That way, if we get on your nerves, you can just pan over to the full left and enjoy the story. Or turn us down, or up. Definitely up. Definitely up. Let's get this party started, shall we? All right. I'm going to push the big green button, and we're going to roll. Four o'clock. Yes. By Sonia Haft Green and H.P. Lovecraft. There is no way this story is legitimately intended to be scary. No. It is hard to know what to make of Four O'Clock, the four first weird somewhere. fiction story written by Sonia Green and allegedly revised by I think Seven O'Clock is far scarier. Actually, My revised might up. be too strong a word. Green uh, uh, this morning it was like 420. No, it wasn't 420. 420 would be more fun. It was 415. have sort of assumed that she wrote it in an attempt to ape the weird fiction writing for which she Because you really didn't want to wake up then. I was not into it. many ostensible flaws as evidence of her lack of talent. The implication is that seeking to connect with what else Lovecraft, did they write together? She crafted Wasn't an overcooked the, uh, the horror of Martin's speech, Martin's speech and that's showed right. it to which him, actually is her a little feedback pretty bad. And the uh, Lovecraft Green right divorce telling her decree, how bad but, it was. <laughs> it's an explanation. <laughs> that came much it later. It fits the available data, yeah. and it fits in with certain assumptions that are sometimes made about Green's talents and abilities. But on closer scrutiny, it's so very hard to read Four O'Clock without bursting out laughing at certain phrases and word (laughs) pictures, starting right in the first paragraph. Yeah, one has to at least consider cricket. the possibility mm-hmm. that it was written as a lighthearted spoof. The original Jimmy Moreover, cricket. it was written mm-hmm. shortly after the deliciously overcooked and campy <laughs> Herbert West reanimator started to appear, serialized in the humor magazine Homebrew, and less than a month after Lovecraft wrote the sixth and final episode of that series, which he subtitled The Tomb Legion. We don't really know, of course, but it's the at Legion least a strong tomb. possibility. <laughs> <laughs> Four o'clock was written with the goal Meanwhile, at the Hall of Tomb. Yes. <laughs> it remained unpublished until 1949, when it appeared in Something About Cats and Other Pieces, a collection published by August Derleth's Arkham House. <laughs> so I just backed, well, not Four just o'clock. as a year ago, the most recent Cthulhu Wars in the morning, has a box called Something About coming. Cats. <laughs> the great black silences of night's depth told me, and a monstrous <laughs> cricket, what I mean? monstrous chirping with persistence monstrous. too hideous to be unmeaning, made it hideous. <laughs> It is to be like at four tall. o'clock, at four, in the dusk before dawn, just as he said it would be. 
I had not fully believed it previously, because the prophecies of vindictive madmen are seldom to be taken with seriousness. Unless, Just besides, I was right, not justly to blame for what had befallen me at four o'clock on that <laughs> other morning, that terrible morning, <laughs> Same rules apply. never leave me. <laughs> And when at length he had died and was buried in the ancient cemetery just across the road from my east windows, I was certain that his curse could not it, harm me. The cemetery is like right out the window. His lifeless like, all the time. Oh. Securely pinned if this down is an issue, you think you'd live south downtown. Yeah. Might I not feel assured that his crumbling bones would be powerless to bring me the doom at a day and an hour so precisely stated? Such indeed had been my thoughts until this shocking night itself. This night of incredible chaos, of shattered certainties, and of nameless portents. <laughs> I had retired oh, early, sleeping right. fatuously to <laughs> snatch a few it's hours so of sleep, over the top. despite the it's, prophecy it's, which haunted it's just me. wonderful. Now Perfect. that the time was so close at hand, I, must I found it harder and harder to dismiss the vague <laughs> fears which had always lain beneath my conscious thoughts. As the cooling sheets soothed my fevered body, I could soothe my still more fevered mind. Yep. But lay tossing oh and uneasily awake. That's what morphine is first for. one position and then another in a desperate like effort to banish with slumber that one damnably insistent on notion like, oh, he must have wrote this as that he it died. is to occur <laughs> at four Was this frightful unrest due to my surroundings, to the fateful locality in which I was sojourning after so many years? Why, I now asked myself bitterly, had I permitted well, circumstance yeah. to place <laughs> me on this night of all nights? If there's a prophecy, the first thing you do is you don't go there. <laughs> right. Yeah, you don't move in next door to the, the graveyard either, the where the guy that promised to come get you at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I, every detail of that unpretentious necropolis rose before me. Mm. It's white fence. It's ghost-like granite shafts and the hovering auras of those the worms fed. Finally, the force of conception led my vision to depths more remote and more forbidden, and I saw under the neglected grass the silent shapes of the things from which the auras came. Oh. The calm sleepers, the rotting things, the oh. things which had twisted frantically in their coffins before sleep came. Oh, we're back oh. in the other yes, story. Yes, we are. Undescribable. Disintegration. From the complete and coherent Where's skeleton to the huddled handful of dust. <laughs> Most of all, I envied the dust. Yeah. Oh, don't worry, you'll uh, be part then of it soon. This is actually uh, terror came as my fancy encountered Sophie? his grave. Yeah, this yes. is Sophie Into writing this story. Sepulchre, I dared not <laughs> let my thoughts stray, and I should have screamed had not something forestalled the malign power that pulled my mental sight. That something was a sudden gust of wind sprung from nowhere amidst the calm night, which unfastened the shutter of the nearest window, throwing it back with a shivery slam and good. uncovering to my actual waking <laughs> glance it's the like antique the cemetery itself. It's early. spectrally beneath an <laughs> early morning moon. I speak of this gust as something merciful, yet know now that it was only transiently and mockingly so. For no sooner had my eye encompassed the moonlit scene than I became aware of a fresh omen. This time, too unmistakable to be classed as an empty phantasm, which arose from among <laughs> the gleaming okay. tombs across the well, road. Having glanced with instinctive then. apprehension it's toward the spot where the, uh, he lay shining, I perceived with trepidation <laughs> there was the approach of an indescribable it was, it was something funny, which yeah, flowed menacingly from that very direction. 
a vague, vaporous, formless mass hmm. of grayish-white substance or spirit, what dull and tenuous be? as yet, but every moment increasing. I think in it's awesome a cricket, cataclysmic potentiality. <laughs> Try as it's I might to dismiss it as a natural <laughs> meteorological phenomenon. It's fearsomely it's portentous and amidst new thrills of horror and apprehension, so when that I was scarcely unprepared for the <laughs> definitely purposeful and malevolent culmination which soon occurred. That culmination, bringing with it a hideous symbolic go. foreshadowing just, oh, of the end, was equally simple and threatening. Mm. The vapor so each moment thickened Whoops. and piled up, assuming at a half-tangible aspect. While the surface toward me gradually became circular and outlined. No fair, and you're reading ahead. Yeah. As it slowly ceased <laughs> its advance. Freaking English majors, jeez. Take whatever advantage road. I can get. And as it stood there faintly quivering in the damp night air under that unwholesome moon, I saw that its aspect was that of the pallid and gigantic dial of a distorted clock. See, Ooh. there the is no way this is... Oh, we just missed a hideous thing. Oh, that yeah, yeah. creepy in the lower clock. Right hand part of the vaporous mm. dial, a black and formidable creature, shapeless and only half seen... What the hour hand. No, wait, what did he do to this guy? We don't know. Out greedily at me. Claws uh, redolent of noxious fatality flaw, flaw. I want to know. contour and location, fatality. since they formed too plainly the dreaded outline. <laughs> My claws were redolent of noxious fatality, too, until I you know, <laughs> the trimmed them and cleaned them. On the quivering dial of doom. Ooh, quivering <laughs> dial of doom! Oh, oh I like that. See? Out there is the no way! ...began to approach <laughs> me by some unexplained <laughs> kind of locomotion. <laughs> The four talons, long, thin, and straight, were now seen to be tipped by disgusting thread-like <laughs> tentacles, each with a violent oh, tentacles. Own, which groped about incessantly, slowly. Oh, tentacles first, groping, gradually what increasing in velocity until I was nearly driven <laughs> mad by the what sheer the, dizziness um, of their uh, motion. Dice and up as there. a crowning there we yeah, we should do that. We, we should roll some dice on this yes. and see if we, get, we stay sane. <laughs> that would be night fun. Silence, a thousandfold magnified. And in one voice reminding me of the abhorred hour of four. In vain I tried to pull up the coverlet to shut them out. In vain I tried to drown them with my screams. I was mute and paralyzed. Oh, Wait, no. if he's mute, where's he? Why, where's the screaming every unnatural from? Right. Sight and sound Is he writing this at three fifty nine? Cursed stillness. He said two Once in the morning. I managed it's early. to get my head beneath the covers. Once, I'm just wondering when he's recording this because I'm sure that he'll die before. Oh, hideous! Seemed to ah, hideous. my brain. But that only aggravated the terror, making the roars of that detestable creature strike me like blows of a titanic sledgehammer. Oh, and now, as I withdrew my tortured head from its fruitless protection, I found augmented diabolism to harass my eyes. Upon the newly painted wall of my apartment, you missed some augmented diabolism. As a tentacled oh, monster man. from the tomb. There danced mockingly before oh, me a I, myriad I, company I of beings, yet. black, what gray, he, and white, such as only the fancy of the gods stricken might get visualize. To learn. Some were of infinitesimal smallness. Well, apparently that guy died at four, too, areas. so... Hmm. Maybe he tried to get off early. I'm going to leave uh, at four o'clock today, guys. No, you're not. <laughs> in general outlines, over my dead body. nightmare pattern, despite their vastly varied size. Again, I tried to shut out the abnormalities of the night, but vainly as before. 
The dancing things on the wall waxed and waned in magnitude, hmm. approaching and receding as they trod their morbid and menacing measure. Well, these are clock the dials, right? The aspect of each right. was that of wandering. some demon uh, clock face, yes. with one yes. sinister yes. hour they're, they're, always figured thereon. It's a melted the clock dreaded, you know what the it, doom-delivering <laughs> hour Doom-delivering hour. Baffled in every attempt to shake off the circling and relentless you know delirium, I, I glanced I like once more like toward a, the unshuttered window. 19... And beheld again the monster which had come Mickey from Mouse the grave. Cartoon. Horrible it had been before, indescribable it had now become. Oh, but I'm going to describe it anyway. Yes. Of oh, yes, I am. Was because I've got nothing but time right now because I'm about to die. Impulsively, right. its four tentacled claws, unspeakable <laughs> tongues, getting dragged off it towards stared and stared at me <laughs> out of the blackness. Mockingly, now advancing, now retiring. Nope. Then, hmm. in the tenebrous silence, those four writhing talons of fire beckoned invitingly to their demoniacally dancing counterparts Ooh. on the walls and seemed hmm. to beat time rhythmically to the shocking saraband until the world was one ghoulishly gyrating vortex of leaping, prancing, gliding, leering, taunting, threatening four o'clocks. <laughs> Somewhere, <laughs> beginning <laughs> afar off and advancing slowly over the sphinx-like sea and the febrile oh, yes. marshes, I heard four the early morning winds come soughing, faintly at first, then louder and louder, until its unceasing burden flowed as a deluge of whirring, buzzing cacophony, bringing always the hideous threat. Oh. Four o'clock. Oh. Four o'clock. Oh, hideous. Four o'clock. Monotonously, it grew from a whimper to a deafening roar. I'm going to call you both. Four o'clock. That was reached a... a climax and began to subside. That was rough to as swallow that down. Into the distance, <laughs> breath along my sensitive ears. Such Four a vibration as is left by the passing of a swift and ponderous railway train. This and a stark dread whose intensity gave it something of the tranquility of resignation. The end is near. Nope. All sound and vision yep, have become yeah. one vast chaotic maelstrom of lethal, clamorous menace, <laughs> wherein are fused all the ghastly and unhallowed four o'clocks which have existed end. since immemorial time began, and time all which will exist in eternities to come. The flaming monster is advancing closely now. Its charnel tentacles brushing my face and its talons curving hungrily we are as they grope toward territory my here. At last I can see its face through the churnings and phosphorescent vapors of the graveyard air, and with devastating pangs I realize that it is, in essence, an awful, colossal, gargoyle-like caricature of his face, the face of him. Oh, he had a face that could stop issues. a clock! <laughs> And that my innocence will prove no protection against the malign volition which craves a causeless vengeance. He hmm. is determined to pay me with interest for what he suffered at that spectral hour. Determined oh. to drag me out of the world really into realms <laughs> which only the yeah. mad and the devil A prequel, something. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the seething of hell's flames and the tumult of the damned, those fiery claws point murderously at my throat. I hear upon the mantle the faint whirring sound of a timepiece. The whirring which tells me that it is about to strike the hour. Whose name yeah. now flows so incessantly right from the death-like yeah. and throat of the rattling, yeah. jeering, croaking grave monster before me. Croaking grave monster. Well, I'm gonna steal that. Hour hmm. of four o'clock. 
Oh, thank God. <laughs> well, it looks like it's four right. o'clock. Four, <laughs> four o one, and all is well. <laughs> and to think we went with four twenty for so yeah. many <laughs> marijuana references. You know, they just missed. Uh, they missed their their chance. And then I realized my clock was wrong. <laughs> it was only three fifty nine. I don't know if it was the clocks or what, but this. Uh, I mean, this is tangentially related. It reminded me of a, a collection of Lovecraft pastiches I read once that was all um, after the old ones have risen, and it's all uh-huh. in the post-apocalypse. And there's these people in a bunker that has no no edges, no corners. It's all rounded off, so the hounds of Tindalos can't get them because they can't pop out of corners. Mm-hmm. But there's three people in there, and they have a love triangle. So eventually the hounds burst out of one of them because oh. it's the human triangle. Oh. And that is the level of cheese that I feel like <laughs> I got out of this. Yeah, no, um, it seems really clear to me that this story was intended to be kind of teasing. Oh, it has to be. There's <laughs> I, no I way. I hope it was. <laughs> Yeah, and I could totally see how it's riffing on previous Lovecraft mm-hmm. themes, like the fixation on four o'clock being the moment of terror. It reminds me of like Cool Air or something, where he's like, "And I will never again think of Cool Air the same." You know, like something normal that now scares the protagonist, who in this case is dying seconds after he scribbles in his journal. Cool Air is a really great story. Though. Oh, it, it, it absolutely, it absolutely is. But uh, I feel like this plays into this story really riffs on his general tropes that he falls on. Yeah. Maybe they just sat around one night and got really drunk and said, and then we could say, you know, no, 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 I got a really good one. Let's put a cricket in there. Yes. Right. <laughs> a monstrous cricket. Yeah. Let's no. make his face look like a clock. <laughs> but this is all like 1923. And, and, it, and it some, it, I think it was 1925 when Lovecraft did like a 30,000 word analysis of uh, scary stories throughout history mm-hmm. and after Greatest. he wrote that his his work was never the same mm-hmm. and it was it was it was just like it was 10 times better but this was this was early this was really early stuff and there was a lot to make fun of honestly yeah. Oh, God. Maybe they were playing Mad Libs. <laughs> yes, yes. And Can't even adjective. Hideous. But well, we've already used that. I don't care you use it again. Doom hyphen delivering. You need a spelling on that? All right. Oh, oh sorry. Well. Is that my, did I miss my cue there? I'm sorry. That's a wrap for this mini-sode of GDT3K, the Gothic Dreadful Theater 3000 show. Just kick me or something. You know, throw, throw something over here. Oh, y'all, line. Look for another regular regular episode coming up in about a week. <laughs> this podcast is by Pulplet Productions in collaboration with Dark Tidings Press. Um, for details or to browse our respective catalogs, hit us up at darktidingspress.com and or pulp-lit.com. This podcast is covered by a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 4.0 International Man of Mystery License, except for the theme music, which is used by permission. And speaking of which, our theme music is a traditional English ballad. So is it called Georgie, or is this the one called... uh, So the traditional English ballad is Georgie, and then they appended onto it this sort of banjo track, which is what you're probably listening to right now out there, um, you know, as, as, as music underneath of this, uh, which is called Dancer's End. And either way, it's by $4 Shoe, which is an old-time mountain music fiddle band out of Seattle. There's more where that came from at $4Shoe.com. That is numeral four, spell out the word dollarshoe.com. Yes. Uh, okay, that's it. 
for tonight's episode of the Gothic Dreadful Theater 3000 Podcast Tigers. We will be back in your ears in just a few days uh, with our regularly scheduled episode, actually about seven days. And until then, insert outro tagline here. Which we await your nominations. Yeah, I like Stay Dreadful, but, um, you know... I seem to be outvoted on that. No, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Broadcasting from six feet under to six inches between your ears. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's not bad. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. See you next week. Bye.